0: You want to talk about orgasms a little bit before we get to the episode? <laughs> we all have them, but there definitely is an orgasm gap. Men come faster than women, um, but there is a solution to that problem, and that is my sponsor Promessence Delay Spray. Their delay spray is not just for guys with PE, it's for any guy that wants to last longer a bit and enjoy themselves and make their partner happier and be a better fucking lover, Okay. <laughs> So also sells a warming gel for women that I use all the fucking time, okay? It warms you up and makes you hot down there, and that's hot, if you ask me. They also sell lube and condoms, supplements for both men and women that make you hornier. They basically have everything. You need to go to their website, okay? You're going to go right now to delayspray.com, and today, use my discount code, StrictlyAnon15, for 15% off your first order that's strictly and on 15 use it at checkout on delayspray.com they have a 60 day money back guarantee and your package arrives discreetly so discreetly you're not even going to know what it is okay I promise you and then you're going to open up and you're going to be like oh you're going to be so excited because you have all your goodies and then you're going to go and have hot sacks thanks promessen for sponsoring this episode Anything goes. Motto of the show, let your freak flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you're on social media and you haven't followed me yet, follow me now at Strict Anonymous on both. Uh, Twitter and Instagram. Okay, so get your phone. I know you're listening on your phone right now. Open up Instagram. Follow me at strict. Anonymous, same on Twitter. Uh, If you're on YouTube, right? If you are on YouTube right now, make sure to subscribe to my channel. Hit the subscribe button; it's right there on the upper or bottom right hand corner, right there somewhere. And also press like if you like this episode, like it. Just press that little thing that says like. It really helps the show. And also comment. I love YouTube as a platform for my podcast because I get to hear from my listeners. I love. Hearing from my listeners. So go to YouTube if you want to comment on the show. If you want to support this show, uh, I did set up a Patreon page. My lowest tier is $3. So for $3 a month, not only will you be supporting my show, which is really appreciated, you also get all of my episodes early three days or four days early. You get on Friday at noon, you get these episodes normally uh, 8.30 uh, on Sundays. You also get some Q&As that I've done and as well as pictures of my guests. Most pictures of my guests, a lot of pictures of my guests. Most of the girls have sent me hot pictures of them. I mean, they're still anonymous, but... You could see, you could get a picture for the episode. It really, I don't know. I think it's really interesting. People love it. So for $3, you get all that. You could also join my $7 tier. That is for people who love pantyhose. All you pantyhose fetish guys out there, there's a lot of extra content on there for you. Extra episodes, so much shit goes down there. That's $7 a month. Sign up at patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. I'm not really taping people right now, but if you want to be on my show, because you're a female and you got a great story to tell, or you're a guy and you think that you have like the best story ever to tell. <laughs> Send me an email at strictly podcast at gmail.com. If you want to talk to me but you don't want it to ever air, uh, I do that too. I call it consulting. I don't know what the fuck it is, but I, I charge 40, $65 for 45 minutes. You could sign up through PayPal. Uh, send me an email. I could set you up with that. Or you could go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast and there's a tier uh, where you could sign up for that as well. Today I have a great episode for you. I promise you, this episode is fucking so interesting. At least that's how I feel. And I know you're all gonna comment below and tell me, like, oh my god, this was a great episode. This guy emailed me right because he was like I got something that you know a story that is something you've never heard of okay I just taped him um, and even though I don't tape people anymore I taped him because when he wrote in and said he's a diaper trucker or I, I don't know what that phrase is but he was he loves fucking diapers okay that caught my attention I was like yeah I'll have you on and let me just tell you it was 10 times more interesting than I could have even imagined or 100 times more interesting than I even imagined he's not just into diapers he's into pee play and panties and all other kinds of things okay but the diaper thing is so fucking fascinating because it's not like we just talk about what he how he jerks off into them like we really go into where it came from which is fucking fascinating he could absolutely tie it back to something We talk about, you know, the ins and outs of how it turns him on, why it turns him on, all the times he got caught. I mean, his mom found out, his dad found out how they reacted to it. And this is a guy, let me tell you, that has always been honest about this fetish to women in his life. He's had two women that he's told... And he goes into details about what happened when they told them both, including his wife, who he's with now. Okay. It's fucking fascinating. And then, like I said, he talks about all these other things that he's into, including piss play. Did I say pee play before? Piss play. Pee play. I don't know. And panties. And the pee play, he gets into that with his wife, uh, what they do, how they you know get off on that. It's all fascinating I know I sometimes I say interesting too much or fascinating too much but I promise you this is just such a interesting episode. I loved his story. I loved how open he was. We also get into his relationship with his parents and how that affected him. Um, But we dig deep on all levels, right? You're going to find out why he got into the fetish, how it plays out, okay? Like what he does sexually with it, how far he takes it, as well as talk about all the other fetishes, as well as talk about his relationship with his wife and how she feels about all of his fetishes. I promise you, I know for a fact, okay, you're going to love it. I know for a fact underneath the comments on YouTube Everyone's going to say they fucking love this episode because it's great. So I'm just going to be right back on with Dylan. This
1: is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast.
0: Uh, hey, Dylan, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing great. So, Dylan, you know, I put a shout out nowadays on my episode saying you know I'm only interested in talking to people who are either a females or b I have a story that I've never fucking heard before and you fall into the second category right you have a story that I have never fucking heard of before I mean I've heard of it right but I've never had it on my show so I'm super excited to talk to you I mean I don't know much about it but you have a diaper fetish right and you have to explain to me exactly what that means
1: <laughs> right so um basically since i was well i don't know like four or five i always knew that there was something about diapers that i just really loved and um i just always tried to find ways to regress so i could get put back into them and uh you know as i got older it was kind of something i had to keep uh closeted and then um I think when I was like 18 or 19, that's when I really started to figure out that it was sexual for me.
0: Okay, but let's let's go. Can we just go? I'm not going to harp on like your childhood that much because I really want to get to the point where it's transsexual to you and like how that actually plays out, right? But I do want right. to, because as a mom, right? I have a son; he's like five. You know, I just want to know. Like, there must have been something, I would think. That went on maybe right with your diapers when you were really little. Is there anything that you could remember when you were a child that could be the reason for this fetish? Like, did you, were you left in your diapers a lot? Like, and so it was a, some sort of sense of comfort for you or something like, is there anything that you remember about your diaper history, (laughs) you know, before it turned into like a fetish?
1: Yeah, so I think, like, the biggest thing was that my parents got a divorce um, when I was pretty young. Mm -hmm. And so I think I just felt like a connection to those. Like, I just didn't want to give up that sense of security that I had from them. So it was like I I was doing anything I could to just get back to them.
0: Okay. So when you were in, so you're saying that like when you were in diapers, that was a time when your parents were together. And then when you were out of them, they separated. So you felt like on some level going back to that time was when you felt the most secure because you had that two parent foundation going on. Right. That makes
1: sense. Right. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's really hardcore, right? Like imagine like something like that. But I mean, that's why I asked because I find that kind of information fascinating because so many things could wire us certain ways, right? Because of, mm-hmm. it, right? I mean, did you always know that that's where it was from? Did you ever seek therapy for this?
1: Um, so I did try, but it's it's difficult because you have to find the right kind of therapist that would be open to talking about that. And it not be like, oh, my God, this guy's a fucking creep.
0: Yeah, totally. It has to be somebody that I think, you know, specializes in sex therapy, like a sex therapist, somebody who specializes. I have a guy I've taped him already. I haven't aired him yet. I'm going to release. It was a shorter conversation, but um, he has like he's a very well-known, very uber smart, amazing sex therapist I mean that's his specialty right Um, and he runs a a place now he doesn't do the therapy himself anymore but he has people working within him and they're the ones and you know the people that work for him deal with stuff like that right and I think it is really important like you said for any kind of fetish you know because I've had a lot of guys calling in that have all kinds of fetishes right if you want to seek therapy or go back to when it happens or you know understand it more that you do get a therapist that is going to that has studied it right and has and knows that knows where it's coming from that's the kind of sp- the, that's the kind of therapist you would need for sure
1: right right
0: a regular therapist is you know gonna know as much as i do i feel like <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're
1: so, like okay where is this really going
0: yeah, I mean, listen, you could so it's so obvious that that's where it comes from, right? Now, I wonder, though, what I want to know too, the next place I want to go to in your childhood is like when it it turns sexual, right? There must have been a time where, because, you know, you're, you're still young when you start to want to wear them, right? And it's not a sexual thing when you're five or six or seven, right? Because you're not even, you don't right. even have those hormones, right? So right. now you're trying to regress and get your parents to put your mom, to put them on you at certain times just so that you could get that security, right? At what point does it become a secret to your mother that you're doing it yourself?
1: Uh, so I think it was like around the time that I was in uh, middle school, and, you know, you start, like, doing chores for money and shit. And then, you know, you start to see, I think it was, like, the Good Nights uh, pull-ups or whatever when they started yeah. coming out. Um, I started buying those and just trying to, like, hide them in my room. But, you know, kids suck at hiding shit. so Your mom would find? Um, she, uh, <laughs> she actually did end up uh, finding them.
0: And did she know what was going on? Because I'm sure she must have put it together because before you started buying them on your own, she was having to put them on you, right? You were making up all kinds of, you know, scenarios for her to put them on you. Is that what was going on before you started buying them yourself?
1: Yeah, basically like just, you know, like you're wetting yourself on purpose or, you know, wetting the bed and, oh, I don't know what happened. And, you know, so she kind of went along with it for a while because of the divorce Um, but then as I got older, I think she started to realize there had to be something else.
0: Did she ever sit down and talk to you? Is she the one that put you into therapy because of it? I mean, did what happened? Like, how did she deal with it?
1: No, it it was actually my dad. Um, because I had, I had taken one with me one weekend. I was staying with him Mm -hmm. and he basically had like a, what the fuck moment with me. (laughs) And that's when I, that's when I had to open up with him. Yeah. And he was like, you know, giving me the whole talk about masturbation and just weird shit. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's that's what I use.
0: Okay, so how old are you when your father found them?
1: Um I was probably like thirteen.
0: Okay, but so before you're thirteen, right, you're jerking off with the in the with the diapers. When did that start? Yeah. Do you remember?
1: Uh, before that, not really. Because um, I was just like super anxious about it, and you know, worried about you know what if mom finds out because I was still living with her.
0: Yeah. You know what's interesting? Listen, I mean, it would, you know, you spent. I'm assuming and answer this question. Actually, I shouldn't assume. Did you spend a lot of time while you were in your room alone, right, exploring and and just being by yourself in diapers when you were like alone?
1: Yeah, I mean, I tried to any time I could. You were wearing Um, them. Yeah, yeah. Right,
0: so it just makes sense that you would have wired yourself to be sexually into them because you probably you know like any young kid right all of a sudden your dick gets hard right (laughs) and you start feeling these feelings and you have an orgasm and you're like what the fuck was that right and you're wearing diapers probably the first time that happens just because you're always wearing them right and then it gets connected it makes sense don't you think
1: right Yeah, definitely.
0: It's not because you went, you were like horny and then you're like, oh, let me put diapers on. This is going to turn me on. It's like you probably just got turned on, right, by accident because that's what happens, right? And you happen to be wearing them or a lot of times when that happened, you're wearing them. So it became connected for you. The website and the email address will all be in the description.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Right. So all of a sudden now, and let me ask you this, did it, was it a thing where because it, you know, you were wired that way, did it eventually become something where like you needed them to get horny or have an orgasm?
1: Um, yeah, I did notice that as I started to get older and actually started to, um, fine diaper porn, which I I never even would have thought would have been a thing.
0: Yeah, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. But listen, that's the great thing I have to say about the internet. I mean, it's kind of bad if you have an ego and you just want to believe that you're like the only one and you're so unique. You know, what? like that's how in my generation, because I'm 50 and there was never an internet when you were younger. So you would just sit around thinking you're like the only one and you're so different. And then you get the fucking internet and you realize that, listen, if there's diaper porn, that means that there's a market for it that. means that there's so many other people and what the internet really goes to show is that if you're into something there's other people that are just fucking google you know
1: oh yeah definitely
0: right i mean and that should make you feel better so you're not like oh my god am i the only person that's doing this but so there are and listen i would think that of course there's going to be other people that are into it because it's such a time in your life you know those formative years right that that things are going on that uh, so why wouldn't it be tied to stuff right because like a lot of bad things could happen when kids are in their diapers and if they you know i don't know i'm really making no sense but you know what i'm saying i don't know why i'm not saying it properly but it just makes sense that that would happen um or there would be a lot of people out there with some sort of diaper fetish because a lot of shit's going down when you're in diapers and it could be super dysfunctional all right yeah so your, okay, where do we even start? This is like so fascinating to me. I love the psychology behind it, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But, so, you start getting turned on by it. You're starting to realize that you need that when you're horny. Now, can I ask you this? Like, do they need to be soiled? Do they not to me- need to be soiled? Do you like shitting in them? Do you like to just piss in them? Do you like to shit and piss in them? And then you get turned on? I mean, how far <laughs> does it like, I want to know all of the above. <laughs> Sorry. Uh,
1: no, definitely not the shitting part. Okay. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think just because of the male genitalia, the pissing definitely can help, but it's it's not always, you know, like sometimes you can just, you know, go at it when you just put one on. It doesn't really matter.
0: Right. Okay. So you don't, it doesn't have to be soiled or anything like that's not tied into it. Um, right. But could I ask you, like when you would wear them alone and secretly, would you poop in them or would you never do that? <laughs>
1: Uh, no, it was one of those things where I tried it one time and I was just like, oh my God, what the fuck did I do? Like, <laughs> that's <Right? laughs> just really fucked up. So yeah. yeah, that was pretty much a one and done thing for me.
0: Right. So that never entered into it. Um, so it was more for you just like the way that it felt and it made you feel secure. Did you find that mm-hmm. like if you were in a bad place or feeling uncomfortable or feeling upset about something that like, that's when you really needed that diaper to go on?
1: Yeah, definitely. And especially with, um, you know, my dad, he never really got any better at relationships. So it was like every time he was going through a new one, I just felt this need to regress.
0: Wow. If your father could hear this episode, he'd be (laughs) horrified. Do you know what I mean? Right. Cause listen, I don't think most parents don't knowingly fuck up their kids. I mean, it seems like they knowingly do it. But, you know, I had bad parents. But, you know, you get to a place in life where you realize they're human beings, too. And human beings are just so fucking flawed. Right. And depending on when people have kids, you know, if they're not, you know, they haven't dealt with their flaws yet, right? They could put that on to yeah. their children, and a lot of people do, and we're all the product of it, and they can really fuck you up, right? And so here was your yeah, father that, just being a yeah. fuck-up when it came to women, and he doesn't realize this is what's going down.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Now, when you spoke about it, right, that time when he caught you. So now your mom just was like obviously sweeping it under the table, right? I mean, she just never wanted to deal with it, even though it was probably the signs were like straight in front of her, like right in front of her face.
1: Right. Yeah. She was definitely the non-confrontational part. And yeah. he was the part that was like, yeah, we're going to fucking deal with this right now.
0: Okay. Well, that was, that's good. That's a good part of your dad, Right. Right. So now when he finds it, he's like, what the fuck? And what is what does he sit you down and start saying? You said he like went into this whole thing about masturbating. Did he ca- catch you masturbating in them or no? I mean, he just saw them in your bag or something?
1: Yeah, like he just saw it underneath my bed. And um, I had peed in it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, okay, well, like, what the fuck? Your mom never said anything about this. Um, you know, I don't really think you need them. So don't even try to bullshit me. And I could just feel myself, you know, just getting more anxious and anxious. Like what's the ultimate outcome here? Yeah. And so he was like, well, you know, here's, you know, the talk about masturbation. If it gets any worse, you know, you're probably going to have to go to therapy for this.
0: Right. Now, did you explain did, how honest with him were you?
1: Honestly, I was so terrified that, you know, basically I just, I felt like I had to closet myself in that moment because if I told him the truth, I was like honestly terrified of, of how much more he would reject me.
0: Right. Because you felt rejected when he left the family and when he left your mother, you felt like he was rejecting you, not just your mom.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: So how honest were you? What did you tell him? What did you say?
1: Uh, I just basically tried to play it off like it was a phase, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of exploring and I didn't really, you know, I didn't really tell him about the times that I, you know, had tried to get back into diapers and things like that. I just really tried to play it off like it was a one-time thing. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And did he buy that? I mean, was that the end of your conversations with him about this? Or was he the one that got you into therapy eventually?
1: Yeah, he was the one that got me into therapy eventually. um, How come? Did he find out again? um, It was on... uh, Like, I had my own computer in my room. And I was just, you know, looking shit up on the internet. Like, you always get caught doing... He's You know, it was... Like a what the fuck moment again. Well, I guess this didn't fucking go away. So.
0: Yeah. So he found diaper porn. It
1: was time for therapy. Wait,
0: so he found diaper porn on your computer?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. So he was like, let's get you to a therapist.
1: Right. Because he's like, I've got a shit ton of playboys in the fucking basement. And here you are looking at chicks pissing in diapers. <laughs> Oh, my God, your dad. Like, he would have rather... Like, it was so weird at 13, you know, that your father's telling you he would rather you just, you know, whip out the old Playboys than find your own porn.
0: Yeah, but I don't think that that's... Listen, I think if I was talking to your dad, he would think it was the opposite, right? This is so weird. Like, why wouldn't you jerk off to, like, Hot Girls, you know, Spread Eagle and Playboy as opposed to girls pissing in diapers? I mean, you could look at it both ways. I understand... I don't, I understand why your father would say that, right? Because if you don't really understand that, like all this stuff, like you weren't like being as honest with your dad as you are to me, right? Your dad wasn't, your dad's a guy and your mom like wasn't, no one was questioning you like I was, right? He wasn't digging (laughs) deep. So he was freaking out. So I think it makes sense most Dads would say that, you know, and I could, I, I totally understand where he's coming from. I get right. why. I also, though, get why. For you, that's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it's just so far off of, you know, from where you were at, right? Right. Um. So he's like, let's get you into therapy so you could jerk off to my to play Playboy and not diapers. <laughs> so he does he find the does he find the therapist
1: for you? Yeah, so he find one, but of course we kinda lived in a small area, so again it's it's very it's like a needle in a haystack to find, you know, a sex therapist. Yeah. And so basically she was like a generic therapist who was just all over the place trying to figure out all right, what the fuck's going on with kid and why does he like diapers?
0: did she put this kind of stuff together for you? And did you go back into your childhood? And did she try to help you with that kind of stuff? Or no?
1: Yeah, she tried to. um, But I think basically for her, it was just one of those things like, okay, how can we just make this go away? Like now that you know, where it stems from? Yeah, you know, okay, well, now we just have to get get rid of it.
0: Right. How do you unwire? Now, how did you feel about that? Was it something that you wanted to unwire? Was it something that you didn't want to do? Or was it something that you were okay with?
1: Yeah, it was definitely something that I was okay with. Mm -hmm. And as I got older, I started to listen to other podcasts. And I'd actually heard one with a sex therapist who specialized in this sort of thing. And she said, you know, even if I had a patient come to me and say, you know, make this go away, is that something you'd really want to go to, you know, to go away? And the answer is really no. Mm-hmm.
0: Because you get pleasure out of it because it makes you feel secure or both?
1: Yeah, definitely both. Right. Mm-hmm. It can be pleasurable at times. Yeah. And then, and other times it's just for comfort. It's just for security and going back to a time when things were simpler and, you know, my parents were together, and I assumed that they were happy, but I can't know that.
0: Yeah, obviously they weren't, but for you as a, as a very young child, it's just having them together.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Right? Was, felt secure. And now, has your mom ever remarried? And is your dad still terrible with chicks? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I think he's on his fourth marriage, and oh, she God. only got remarried once.
0: Did she stay with the guy?
1: Yeah, she's still with him, but it's kind of one of those things where uh, misery loves company. So that's kind of where that's at.
0: So it's not a good relationship.
1: No, it's definitely not. How
0: old are you, by the way? You sound super young.
1: Um, So I will be turning 30 in September.
0: That's young to me. Okay, so now oh, how? Yeah. when did you start sleeping with women and have you ever told any women about this fetish? I would call it a fetish. Um,
1: Yeah, so it was actually, when I was engaged, I was 23 or 24, Mm -hmm. and basically told my fiance about it, and um, of course, you know, my first experience opening up about it wasn't so great, so this one wasn't really either, but um, just basically tried to, you know, give her the space she needed to figure it out, and ultimately it just wasn't going to work for her.
0: Wait a second. Let's go back to the first time you told somebody because you're told your. Wait, now did that break up your relationship with your f- fiance? Is that did you not get married because of that?
1: No, we did because we had known each other since like middle school. So we did connect in other ways. Um, I just honestly didn't take inventory. That's how I would say it. I didn't really take stock in, you know, how important this really was going to be for me. And so we did try to make it work. You know, she actually did try to work with it. um, But she was eventually she said, no, this this is just going to be your thing on the side.
0: Okay. now, are you still married?
1: Yeah, I'm still married to her. Yeah.
0: So she knows that you do this on the side. This is like your thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but she just can't get into it. And does that work for you?
1: Yeah, I mean I, I make it work the best I can. Um she just tries to give me space to be able to do it. Uh but she really she just said that she can't um when I'm not wearing them versus who I am when I'm wearing them. She can't let it,
0: wait, no, say that again and cut out.
1: Yeah, sorry. Um, it's just kind of like she can't really separate, you know, like, oh, here's this, you know, husband of mine who's so manly during the day, but then when he comes home from work, he just wants to put on a diaper.
0: Yeah, that's hard. That's a, that's pretty hard to swallow, but I have to, I have to give her credit. And I mean, I think, you know, uh, it's pretty great that you've, you know, you're, you're, that she accepts that you do it solo, right? I mean, listen, I know that the top of the mountain would be that she also participates, right? And it could be a part of your intimate relationship. But yeah, it's, that's
1: always the goal. But yeah,
0: that's the goal. <laughs> but it's pretty amazing that, you know, you were able to be honest with her.
1: Yeah, as hard as it was, Mm -hmm. you know, she did appreciate the fact that I opened up about it, that I didn't try to hide it, because it is something that really ends a lot of marriages, is, you know, there's that one spouse that's fucked up, and, you know, here's the other one, doesn't really have much going on, so,
0: it definitely helped,
1: to be honest.
0: Yeah, exactly, and I mean, you know, listen, a lot of people have different crutches in life, you know, uh... Yours is a diaper. Some people, it's, you know, cocaine. So everyone, you know, uh, some people, you know, be- because they have stuff that's going down, they they cling to something that makes them feel secure, right? Um so, you know, are you fucked up and she's not? I don't know. A lot of people are fucked up in different ways. I mean, this is a very interesting way to be fucked up, quote unquote, you know, <laughs> it's not so common. But I give you fucking credit for like, honestly, for being honest and letting her know before you got married, what happened? You said that there was a girl before that you explained it to and it didn't go well. Like, was that your first girlfriend? I mean, what happened in that situation when the, it didn't go well?
1: Yeah, um, so it was a girlfriend that I had in high school, and she thought we were going to be pretty serious. And I just I just pretty much said, hey, look, this is me, and I don't want you wasting any time. I don't want to waste your time. And, you know, she was just like, yeah, that that's really fucking gross. That's a no from me.
0: Right. How long were you dating her for before you told her?
1: Uh, I would say probably about a year.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, so was it Splitsville right after that? What was that? Was it Splitsville right after that? I mean, did that yeah, break you up?
1: Yeah, that, that broke us up.
0: So I got to say, even more courage of you, like like even more, like more brave of you to, you know, put it out there after you had a girl leave you. You know, I would think a lot of people, I'm just saying, you know, if they, it would, would not do it again right because somebody left them Think that was going to happen so they would just be like i'm going to keep that in my back pocket and not show that card but you know i think like i said it is very brave that you still did regardless i give you credit for being honest and upfront about who you are
1: yeah it definitely it kind of gave me a a sense of relief like you could you know finally breathe because you had finally told somebody especially if you think that you're going to be with them you know for however long and uh, the other good thing is though that in terms of uh, cards you yeah. know, diapers weren't the only thing going for me so I think that's also helped our relationship.
0: What do you mean there's other cards that you had to show her what do you say what do you mean?
1: Yeah like uh, like other things that I'm into besides diapers like piss play and yeah panty fetish and things like that.
0: Yeah, I would say that that all goes together, right? Now, did you show those cards too?
1: Yeah, I did. It kind of took some time like, yeah. you know, after after she told me, okay, the diapers aren't aren't going to work, is there, you know, something else we can do? And so I said, "Yeah, sure, let's, you know, let's just take a weekend go away and you know, let me show you some other things I'm into."
0: Okay, so tell me about that weekend.
1: Um, so basically, we just got like a and b and there was like a really big, you know, like the really big shower where somebody can actually lay down. Yeah. And <laughs> she got into the shower, and she was like, oh, fuck, I got to take a piss. And I was like, well, let me just lay down, and you go ahead and piss on me. Mm-hmm. And it kind of took her back. But <laughs> um, the, the more times that we played around with it, I think she actually did like it, whether or not she you know, let on.
0: Right. She actually got into it.
1: Yeah. She actually got into, you know, holy shit, this guy's like letting me piss on him. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. 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 At first, but then eventually she got wired into liking it. It was like hot, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: That's cool.
1: Yeah, definitely. I just, I think it was, it was helpful to be able to open up and you know, find other things.
0: And now, so for as far as the piss play that you're into, is it her peeing on you? Do you like to pee on her? How far do you take that?
1: Uh, Well, the biggest thing was her peeing on me. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also into like the desperation wedding. So like sometimes I would try and see how long she could hold her, you know, hold her piss before I basically make her piss herself.
0: What do you mean? Wait a second. When you said desperation wedding, a wedding, 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 like a W-E-T-T-I-N-G. T I N G. I'm thinking wedding. Like yeah. Who's getting married? Okay. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> this is so dumb. Wait. So there's something called desperation wet wedding, right? And and what is yeah. that all about?
1: Yeah. So I think um, the Japanese term was omarashi. It's like basically women just holding their fucking bladder as long as they possibly can until they burst. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole nother like kink fetish where basically you know, it was like another um porn that I would look up where women were just forced to hold their bladders as long as they can and then they just fucking pissed themselves.
0: In their pants so that you could see the yep, wetness in their on pants. the outside. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. like
1: their um like a pair of like tight grey yoga pants is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Uh, their panties under a skirt, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever they got going on.
0: And so just the visual of that is the turn on.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Interesting. So did you get her to do that, to play that out for you?
1: Yeah, I actually did. Um, when we were coming back to the B and B one night, um, she was like, you know, doing the whole like dancing while we were on the porch and I was, you know, pretending like I didn't know what the code was to get in hmm and <laughs> and so she uh yeah she ended up just spread leg just pissing all over the porch
0: now did she know that you wanted that i'm assuming right she no girl would just oh yeah pee herself no right? you explained no. to her though all of this like after she, you peed in the shower is that what happened you explained to her like this is like there is a scenario that if you like peed yourself that would really turn me on
1: right Right. And just basically looking for, I guess, other methods of foreplay. Yeah. So she's like, OK, I can roll with this.
0: Yeah, that's great. I high five her for, you know, getting down. And I would think that's like, um, you know, I, like, listen, the fact that she doesn't like the diaper thing, that's where she draws a line. But the fact that she gets all into the piss play for you, I think is wonderful for you.
1: Yeah, it definitely shocked me, but it was definitely like, oh yeah, there's there's no denying that's a fucking turn on. For her. Um for both of us really. I think for her it's um maybe like a dominance thing. I don't know, like yeah. maybe I'm a submissive and, you know, she gets to be the one to just piss all over me and yeah. make me have to clean it up. Uh-huh. So
0: in your guys yeah. roles let me ask you this because a lot of times I feel like uh, what I've heard is a lot of times people like to like switch roles right whatever they are in their regular life like when it comes to sex they do the opposite that's not always the case right but in your guys relationship are you typically the dom and she's the sub like in your everyday life and then like it switches up there or no
1: yeah yeah, yeah. definitely uh, for the most part I'm You know, the more dominant one, she's the more submissive one, but she'll definitely have times where she's like, "Okay, I can't fucking take it anymore. Like, I just need to take control.
0: Right. But typically she's more sub. So, yeah, maybe she does. Yeah. Maybe, you know, to let that, you know, to play that role sexually is very gratifying, right? Because it is opposite of what she is. So, yeah. So you got into the Piss Play, you introduced that that weekend. Now, is that something that you always keep up with?
1: As much as we can. Mm -hmm. Uh, We really like to, I don't know, I guess just kind of take it wherever we can. Like sometimes we will go to like a public park or like a secluded beach and try it out. Um, Different, you know, showers, bedrooms, just wherever we can.
0: Now, what do you do at the beach in the park? Like, what's the scenario? Is this where she's doing the, the, the wedding herself or peeing on you or both?
1: Uh, yeah, a little bit of both. Sometimes it's just like, hey, I'm just going to pull my fucking pants down and just take a piss right here in this bush or on this tree or, you know, whatever you can sit against this tree and I'll piss all over you. It's just really, it's really just spontaneous, just mm-hmm. whatever she feels like doing in the moment.
0: Right. So you guys totally get down with the piss play. Now, do you ever pee on her or no?
1: Um, I did once. And <laughs> she was like, yeah, that, that part's weird. I think we'll just stick to uh, I get to piss on you.
0: Right. So you try. Now, does she ever pee in your mouth or is it just on your body parts? Mainly
1: just on my body parts. Mm-hmm.
0: And is that typically um, foreplay or can you just like totally get off when that's happening?
1: Uh, Honestly, I have gotten off on that quite a few times, her Mm -hmm. just pissing on my dick, and you're like, okay, I don't need lube, so... (laughs) So there you go. And then I think it just kind of, you know, that naturally turns her on, because she can see that she's turning me on.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And now, what other cards did you pull out to tell her? You're into piss play, the diaper thing doesn't work for her, what else have you got into, you said you got into panties. It it seems like it's all connected, right? That you would, because you got the diapers. Sometimes you said you would be peeing in them when you were younger. So that's probably where the pee thing comes in, right? It's also wired that way. Plus you're wearing something. It makes sense that it's like a panty diapers are kind of similar, right? They just get a little, they're just different, but same thing. So how, Right. what's the deal with your panty fetish?
1: I don't, I don't really know how it, um, Started, um, but it's just something about just the different uh, panties that she wears, and sometimes I like to wear them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still really haven't figured out where that part comes in at, but I just know that you know I I like them more than just regular underwear.
0: Right. You you like them more than your underwear is what you're saying.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes she'll just say, "Oh, here's mine." You throw a pair on, or Uh, One time she took me to Victoria's Secret and was like, all right, you pick out yours, I pick out mine.
0: Mm -hmm. That's great. So she's into it.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: So and now you knew that you were into panties before her, like in the piss play before her, like was this something that you were just saw in porn and then you were, you know, playing it out with her or is this something that you played out with other people?
1: Yeah, the Piss Play, I think, definitely came from just looking for different types of porn. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I guess the the panties, I don't know where that... But were you wearing panties before her? No, I wasn't wearing panties before her.
0: Right. So it was something that you got into with her?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And so you one day said, hey, let me wear your panties...
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was basically one of those things where I just pretended like, oh, I don't have any, you know, clean underwear. Can I just borrow a pair of yours? And she's like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, sure.
0: (laughs) You're like, it's like what you did to your mom with the uh, things. You know, you're always looking for people to give you something to wear. So, (laughs) making up excuses. So, she's like, yeah, here you go. And now you're hard wearing her pink panties.
1: Right, right. Mm -hmm. And then I think, um, like the silkiness of them, you know, it kind of makes you think of like the feeling of a diaper and Yeah, things for like sure. That. So there's definitely a connection there.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's a stretch at all to, to figure out where that came from. It's just like, you know, I think having a diaper on you is a different kind of feeling than your regular underwear. Having a panty on would be a different kind of feeling than your underwear. Right. And, but, and that's what you feel comfortable, like something being on you. Right. It's, wearing something yeah definitely so it makes sense I mean it does it it's like I said it's not like where the fuck did that come from the peeing the di- the diapers and the panties to me are, are, are so obviously all connected mm-hmm. and it's great that you could play out those two scenarios with her are there other things that you're into that you've done with her
1: uh, not really I think that was uh, about everything that we had tried as far as you know just mixing it up in the bedroom
0: now let me ask you this have you ever now that you're older and you're married has the conversation ever come up with your dad does or your mom or you know is that in the past and they've never said anything because you don't live with them now and you're with your wife
1: yeah I basically don't talk to my dad anymore oh you Um, don't yeah he's pretty much written me off and as far as my mom goes she's like really you know, like there might be, you might hear stories about like some moms who are like super open, let's just talk about anything and my mom's definitely not that one. She's the opposite. (laughs) Yeah, she's the opposite. Like oh, that's your business, not mine.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't want a deal. So wait, why did your dad like, why is your dad not existing anymore? Why did he write you off?
1: Yeah, I think it was just not only the diaper thing, but Um, just really a lot of things that he just couldn't accept about me. Like I just wasn't the type of son he thought I would be. I didn't play sports. Um, you know, I was into music and things like that. So he's just like, well, you know what? You're, you're fucked up all the way around. So have a nice life.
0: Wow. But you know, that's that is that's really fucked up. I mean, listen, he can't keep any relationship, not one with a woman, not one with his child, not one with the right. I mean,
1: he yeah, because he, he really had to be the one that was in control and he had really fucked up expectations. And if you didn't meet them, well, he just wrote you off.
0: Right. Because it, he couldn't deal with how it made him feel.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah. So does, does he live near you? I mean, how long have you not spoken to him?
1: Yeah, so we stopped talking after I graduated high school. And the funny thing is, we both live in the same state, in the same county. We're probably like, I don't know, 40 minutes mm-hmm. apart from each other. But yeah. honestly, we never see each other and we never talk to each other. Do you have kids? I have one.
0: You do. Now, let me ask you this. I was going to talk about your dad with the kids, but has he ever met your child? No, because you haven't talked to him. No. Right. Okay. No. So now, how old is your child
1: he'll be turning three in august
0: so of course the question is now you have a kid right and you have a kid mm-hmm. and he's wearing is it a boy or girl it's a boy a boy so you're seeing him in diapers like does it trigger anything in you did it was it like was there any kind of feeling there because now you see you know was like did you project onto that at all I mean did anything go on when you had a kid and he was in diapers
1: not really uh if anything I just felt like it made me (laughs) made me an expert in them but uh I really (laughs) just do my I just do my best to keep that separate
0: right but I'm saying it wasn't triggering like um you know, because, listen, it, you know, for you, it was such a sense of security, right? So then, like, when, mm-hmm. you're, when your child, I mean, does your child still wear diapers? Like, I was wondering, like, when your child was ready to be potty trained, did you hold on to it for him and, like, project that onto him? Like, oh, he needs them? Or were you able to really keep it separate? You were able to keep it separate. Um,
1: yeah, he's still he's still in them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like my wife is trying to obviously push to get him out of them, yeah. but on the sidelines, I'm just kind of like, well, you know, when he's ready, he'll be ready.
0: Yeah, let me tell you something as a mom that had a boy, and I never pushed my son to get out of his crib or get into out of diapers. I mean, I love diapers because I live in New York City, and I'm like, the last thing I want to do is like try and find a the potty for my child. You know, I was like, <laughs> I, diapers no are the best fucking thing. Like, I could just change them, you know, I, so I was never in a rush, and I ha- and I have to say it was such an easy this is such a side note, but it was such an easy transition for my son to be potty trained because I really waited until he was ready. And it was like, it took like two days, not even, you know, I mean, he pooped right away. And I, I saw all my other friends. It was very difficult because they wanted it at a certain time and they, they had to really train the child. Whereas like for me, I really waited a really long time. I forget how old he was, but You know, it happened when he was ready. And so it happened seamlessly. Like it was just very quick. So I think that that is a good way to do it. I think, listen, I think a lot of times projection and all that thing happens to people when they're not being very honest with themselves, you know. And I think why you've been so healthy as a parent and able to separate your shit, right? from your child is because you are so honest with your stuff. I mean, you look yourself in the fucking mirror, like you're not like looking away from anything, right? It's, it's right. all there. That's who you fucking are. You play it out. You get it. You, you, you get, you know, you get your release. You're honest with your partner about it. So why would you project? I think all that kind of stuff comes up and we put stuff on other people in our lives when we're not being honest with ourselves. You know, that's like your, that's what you're, that's what, you're your dad isn't doing right he's got all his own fucking shit and because he can't look at that stuff and look in the mirror at who he really is he projected it onto you and everybody else in his life and that's why he's been a fucking failure at every relationship he's ever had you know and one day if he ever does and he as long as he's alive he has that choice right to make to really change and grow as a person he will feel really bad because all of that stuff. It's his own problems, right? And like I said, he projected. But I think you're the opposite. And I really do got to give you credit because I think in life we have two choices at all times. We either perpetuate the shit that was put onto us, onto our children, or we fucking don't, you know? And I really have way more respect for the people that fucking don't, right? That break the cycle. You had a lot of shit that was put on to you. You were raised by two people that were like a fucking mess, right? <laughs> and, right. Uh, and and you took on a lot as a child, right? You figured out ways to cope. You're a fucking diaper trucker, whatever you want to call yourself. But you know, what I give you the most credit for and what you should be the most proud of is who cares if you wear fucking diapers? You're not fucking up your kid, okay? You're not taking what was put. You're able to have a successful relationship. I think that that's pretty great considering where you came from, right? right. You're not projecting right. your shit onto your poor kid in it with his diapers or whatever because, you know, you're honest with your stuff. And I think that that's really great because you are breaking that cycle of what happened to you.
1: Right, absolutely,
0: and that's wonderful because a lot of people don't. I think, listen, there are a lot of people do, you right? And that's the ultimate goal. But a lot of people don't, and that's really fucked up, you know. So you have to, and you weren't, you weren't dealt a good hand of cards. You didn't come in with a good hand, right? But you've done the best that you can with it. And I think it's Mm -hmm. great that you have been able to embrace. This fetish that you have, that you know where it's come from, that you're okay with it, that you've been honest about it, that you are able to, you know, fulfill it with your girl. How does it play out now? Like, is it okay for you? I think I asked you this before, but I mean, like, you know, how far do you take it in your private life now, the diaper,
1: Thing. Uh, I mean, I pretty much wear them like every day that I'm out on the road, and then if I get time on the weekend when her and the kiddo go somewhere, yeah, um, I'll do that. Uh, what was really fucked up that caught me by surprise mm-hmm. <laughs> that I even decided to do it was I had gone on to, I think it was like FetLife or one of those, you know, meet up kind of sites, mm-hmm. and I actually stayed with another DL guy. He was probably like an hour away from me, and I actually stayed at his house with him. What's a DL I guy? Mean, Wait, you
0: need to tell me what what you like say?
1: Like a like a diaper, uh, another. Oh, excuse me, another diaper lover.
0: Oh, DL diaper lover. Okay, I love these terms. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that means. Okay, <laughs> you know the <laughs> lingo. Okay. You're in the world. We don't. Right. I gotta yeah, sorry. Explain. No, it's okay. I love to learn. You know that's why I do my show. So okay, so you found you met another DL a diaper lover. How did you find out first of all that this other guy was into it? Because did you meet him online? You met him on FetLife, right? Is that what it was?
1: Yeah, I met him on FetLife. Okay. It's kind of like another like subcategory. You know, you'll find petty, panty fetish people. Yeah. Or, you know, piss fetish people. So it was just another one of those. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm into this too. So we met up one weekend and pretty much like diapered each other and just kind of would see where it went from there.
0: And where did it go from there?
1: Uh, surprisingly, it, uh, it was a little bit of by curiosity on my part. And I think it was just a lot of the fact that we were both into this and I was finally having those fantasies fulfilled, even though it was with another guy.
0: Yeah, for sure. It might not mean that you're into guys. It's just that, you know, th- th- it's a guy that's wearing them. So, right. You, you take what you can get or like in that moment, that's the turn on. I mean, listen, that's what that sex therapist is here to say. That's that. Maybe I'll air, I've been wanting to pair up his episode with somebody and I'm going to air it like as a bonus episode. So maybe I air his episode as a bonus episode with this one, right? Because what he talks about and why he was so controversial and why I reached out to him was because I have had so many guys on my show that's like, oh yeah, every now and then like I suck a dick, but I'm not bi. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, how could you not be? You know? And And he's like, someone right. that's here to say like, listen, just because every now and then you might fool around with a guy, it doesn't mean you're bi, it might just mean that that's what you're into at that moment, you know, And he really explains that he was just like, so smart, it made my brain hurt, you know, but um, <laughs> yeah. it was really interesting, right? So I understand when you say like, maybe it was just because he was into it and not that he was a guy, you know, it, it might not be a total bisexual tendencies, right? It might just be like what you said. And I think I would have been less likely to buy that or to understand that if I had before I talked to this guy you know mm-hmm. but it's super interesting now does your wife know about that or was that something that you did recently or like what's the deal with that
1: yeah that was a couple of years ago um, I was in the military and I had like a training to go to and I basically reached out to him and was like hey I'm going to be close to you. Can I stay with you? That kind of thing. And so it was like uh, the night before.
0: But your wife doesn't know about that is what I'm saying, right?
1: Right. Yeah. She doesn't know about that.
0: Now, is that, that was years ago. Was that something that you'd ever think to do again?
1: No, honestly, because I think it it really made me nervous. Right. Obviously, because I I don't want to, you know, I don't want to think of myself as somebody who would end up being like my dad and being unfaithful or you know, really being piss poor with relationships. So, no, it's definitely not something I would do again.
0: That's good. So you did it. You fucked up, right? You, But you didn't right. feel right about it. And you're like, and like I said, there's that part of you that's like deciding not to, right? Like, listen, we're all a bunch of things, right? And you, you're going to have that stuff that was put on you from your parents, right? So maybe that little part of you was like, oh, I'm going to go be like my fucking dad, right? And you did it. And you were like, no way. And the greatest thing is that there's a bigger part of you that's not, you know? Yeah, because
1: you don't want to pile fucked up on top of fucked up.
0: No, you don't. Like I said, you have a choice. You either do the same shit that happened to you or you do whatever you can to not do that to your own children, right? I mean, I had a very bad... Upbringing. I don't feel, and you know, I'm very close with my parents. It's not like I don't talk to them, but they were not great parents, right? And I got a lot of shit, but like I do everything in my power to not be that person to my child. You know, I broke that. I have other people in my family that didn't, you know, and that's that is not cool, you know, cause then their right. children, then your children have to be the one to break that pattern. But I think that's what we're all here for is to grow and learn from our lessons and to be better people. Right. And I think right. that, you know, what I love about my show is I really talk to people. Right. And here you are, all these things and I've been saying, oh, it's so great that you're so honest. And then you had this moment where you weren't honest. You did cheat. And some people would just end it there and be like, oh, see, he's not so fucking. But no, you're a human being. Right. And this is what's more real than anything that nobody's perfect. Exactly. Right. And sometimes we do things, but you did it. You didn't feel right about it. And it only will help you to probably never do it again.
1: Right. And just to help me you know, grow more as a person.
0: Exactly so let's not Fucking judge and like I said that's why I love to talk because you need The whole story right um, And right. Uh, I understand why you Did that and let you know and and Where it came from and why you Did you know and uh, And I understand that you learned from it I, and I think that that's great it's not great that you Cheated on your wife but it's great That you know what you don't want to do You know and who you don't want to be Right You know, and uh, I think your story is fucking fascinating. Do you call yourself (laughs) diaper trucker because you're a trucker?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's where that came from.
0: I mean, what better fetish to have if you're a trucker cuz you never have to stop for to go to the bathroom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no fucking shit. That traffic jam, no worries.
0: I mean, do you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like interesting that you, tr- you know, that you do for a job like cuz you're I'm assuming you wear them while you're driving cross country. I mean, do you are you a trucker in that sense that you drive across country?
1: I'm pretty much in like a tri-state area.
0: Yeah. So, are they on at all times while you're driving, right? Right. You know, I do have to always, I I do always think, and I don't know if it ever crosses your mind, like, you know, what if you get in an accident one day, they will see that you're wearing diapers. But you know what? I have a feeling that maybe someone would be like, oh, that makes sense. He's a trucker and he doesn't want to pee, so he wears them, right? But <laughs> you wouldn't?
1: Right. That's the that would only be my hope.
0: Yes, that's the only thing. That's the only place. Like if you're re- driving your regular car, but like as a trucker, if I was like an EMS guy, is that the right thing? You know, I would be like, oh, he's a trucker. He's wearing diapers so he doesn't have to pull over. He's, you know, he's a hard worker. He doesn't want to take time out of his day. <laughs> it kind of makes sense, right? It's the only way way that they wouldn't definitely know that you're a DL, a diaper lover. That's what they call it in the porn world, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, Dylan, did we call you Dylan? What the fuck did we call you? Yeah,
1: Dylan. (laughs) Dylan. See, I
0: never cared. Names are so unimportant. It's all the rest of the stuff. Dylan, thank you so much for calling in. I love your story. I think it's fascinating. Like I said, I give you a lot of credit uh for how honest you've been and you know how able you have been to you know integrate your fetish into your life and be you know it completely who you are in your marriage and, and everything i think you should really be proud of yourself And uh, I can't say your parents raised you properly. It's all on you. (laughs) Right. You know, that really all came from you. And I think it's great. And thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story. Because it was like fucking fascinating to me.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Okay, bye, Dylan.
1: Bye.
0: Do you have a story, lifestyle,